And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Yes, that is us. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. That is Stunt right there to my left. And that is Jake right there. Thanks for uh, joining us each and every week. Heard on great radio stations throughout this wonderful land we live in. Yeah. Minnesota. It, Minnesota. Keeps <laughs> it kind of kind of generic there, I guess, but uh, that works. Uh, that ruined it. Yeah, well, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, anyway, so we do appreciate you joining us each and every week. Um, and listen, I, this, uh, this is going to sound egotistical, Stunt, but uh, sometimes people come up to us on the street, which, by the way, more and more lately, and they go, oh, I hear you on the barbecue show, man. I love that. Keep doing that because oh, absolutely. One, we live off of our egos and smoked meat, <laughs> so we don't mind. Uh, but two, it's just nice to, to talk to people because everybody who usually comes up and says, "Hey, I love to listen to the barbecue show," they usually want to talk a little bit about barbecue. I absolutely agree. I feel like I think I just told you a few weeks ago we had some guy stop me at the hockey game in Mankato, and he said he loves the show and he's tried a handful of things that we've talked about on the program, which made me feel really cool. I was like, yeah. whoa, that's awesome. Thank you, man. I'm glad that uh, and. Yeah, we're offering things that people can use. Yeah, and we'd love to talk barbecue, like you said. So anytime there's an opportunity to do that, we'll talk about it more. It's uh, Christmas season, so if you see me in a mall (laughs) or some shopping department store like Boutique, if I'm at Menards or Home Depot or Fleet Farm, just stay away. But if I'm with my wife in a store, feel free to come up and talk barbecue. Oh, come on over. She'll be like, oh, they're talking barbecue. And then she'll just go about her day. <laughs> and you and I can stand there and- uh, Keep on talking. We can just do our thing for a while. It'll be uh, it'll be beautiful. I like it. Uh, Stunt, what have you been up to? Did you do anything last week? Well, last week, I made a big batch of a stump munch again. Oh, nice. We talked about fixing that smoker. I had not got it fixed, but I just <laughs> borrowed the company generator one more time. That's right, yeah. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. And so that that's just getting stuff ready. Going to take some of that to different cousins' places over the oh, holidays, nice. right? So that's the main purpose of that. Um, also smoked up a T-bone that was fantastic. Oh, I had nice. that marinating last week. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic steak. How was the uh, How was the marinade? What'd you do with your marinade? So that? I just feel stupid because I feel like I just kind of threw, randomly threw stuff in a bag that might kind of sound good. That's called marinade. Yeah, yeah I know. A... But sometimes people have plans. But if you plan uh, it out, it's a brine. It's I... completely different. <laughs> if you just uh, haphazardly, then it it's doesn't marinade. matter. Yeah. Oh, uh, those Worcestershire. Okay. Uh, but it's the W sauce. Uh, have you seen that advertised anywhere? Or no. Seen it in the stores? Uh, it's a little bit more, a little bit more expensive than I was willing to spend, but I bought it because I wanted to try it out. Uh, w sauce. It's like Texas's Texas's uh, Worcestershire, and okay. it's just really hearty sauce. Hmm. So we're good there. Mixed in some soy sauce, some garlic cloves, and a little bit of oil. Threw it in a bag. Put the steak in there. Peppered it, and then also added a little uh, steak seasoning um, from Schmitz. Okay, because I love the aromas of that seasoning. Yeah. I only know it's. I think honestly, think it's just called steak seasoning, and there's just a really good aroma to it. So I threw that in there a little bit and um, let it sit for a day. Nice. It was really good. Nice. Honestly, price out a little too long. Mm-hmm. And when you ate it, you could kind of tell that marinade was like really thick in there. It was delicious and juicy, but just maybe a little too much. Have you ever done the uh, the vacuum seal marinade? I have not. I have a vacuum sealer, but I've never done the marinade. I've done it a couple times where you're like, oh, let's do this. Oh, we should marinate them. We're, we're going to throw it on the grill in an hour. So, oh, you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. Put a, put a vacuum seal them and then throw them back in the fridge for like an hour and uh, bang. It just like, yeah, it just sucks into that yeah, meat. Really, yep. really gets in there quickly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still, uh, I'm still a sucker for an old fashioned throw it in a bag for, uh, you know, several hours. Yeah. But, but there is such a thing, I think, as over marinating, especially. I really think that flavors hung on there. And again, it was really good flavor, but it's just maybe it was a little too much on us. Uh, we ate that on Sunday. So what? I marinated for Saturday night. We right. didn't eat it till Sunday night. So that was the problem. Yeah. One of, um, 
One of my favorite new things is uh, I've been a big fan of the uh, Montreal steak seasoning. I think McCormick makes it. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because for me, you can put that stuff on anything. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Frank's Red Hot. If you've got Frank's Red Hot in Montreal, you're set. There you go. Yeah, you're all, you're all you don't need any other seasoning. No, I, people make me comments all the time. All you need is some salt and pepper. But mm-hmm. the Montreal steak seasoning is delicious. It is. Uh, when I'm feeling more basic, especially if I have a, a nicer steak, like I had some... Uh, I had some T-bones the weekend. Uh, what was it? The Monday before yep. I did when the when the boyfriend came over. That's right. Uh, uh, and I did those with my uh, with my triple spice with salt, pepper, garlic, mm-hmm. just bang, boom, and solid spice. Especially with a with a nicer steak, I like to not over season it, not over flavor it. I yeah, guess you still need the, a little. That's the right way to look. If it's a cheaper steak, you end up seasoning a little bit more. If it's yeah. not, you can get away with not doing a lot to it. Uh, the other thing I've been into, speaking as long as we're talking uh, seasonings here a little bit. Is uh, I've been looking, and you find I find these more at butcher shops and meat markets. Mm-hmm. But looking for the steak seasonings or the different types of seasonings in a grinder. Oh where yeah, you, where you've got the whole stuff, and then you're grind. To me, it just feels like it's a little bit fresher, and maybe it's the art of just yeah, you know, grinding up that makes you feel. Like you're a TV chef or something. It just feels like it feels like it's fancier. It does feel like a little bit more going on. I don't know that the flavor is that much better. I definitely think there's a difference in it because you're getting that, you know, when you break those herbs apart and those spices and seasonings apart, um, you know, that's when the flavor, especially the aromatic part of it, comes out more. Right. So, uh, and for an extra couple bucks, it's worth it. So we went out to the in laws to do some pheasant hunting last weekend above and beyond John and I. And uh, when you get to the in laws, my in laws, Friday night is burger night. Okay. Doesn't matter if you're at home, if you're at the lake, you're at the farm, doesn't matter. Friday night is burgers. And so we said, we're going to bring the burgers. And we went to Schmidt's and got some of the nice Wagyu burgers. Oh, boy. And then we got some other cheaper burgers because my mother in law likes her burger kind of hockey pucked. <laughs> well, you ain't going to do it to a Wagyu. I'm like, we're, no. not Wagyu. we're not going to hockey puck those Wagyu's, Sally. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and you know what? She was very understanding. She's like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I'm like, if, you know, it's going to taste like shoe leather either way. So for as nice as it's been this week, I feel like I've really not done myself justice. Yeah, it's just been busy, and you get home, and it's six o'clock at night from work, and it's like by the time I cook something, it'll be eight, and then it's, I guess it's more that way. We obviously split time with my girlfriend's son right. at our house, so when he's there, we don't want to wait to eight o'clock to eat at night. So yeah. that's probably what part of that is. So that's, it's been that kind of week. It's it's funny too because after you get done doing whatever you're doing, you go, oh hey, it's dark. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we uh, Saturday. Well, Saturday we went out because you got to have Duffy's wings whenever you're in Montevideo. Okay, or Redwood Falls, they got one there too. But uh, second best wings in the state. Um, but even if we were home, uh, the winds we were pheasant hunting in on Saturday were were thirty miles an hour with gusts to forty seven. Which why were we out there? I have no idea. But you know, <laughs> we're hardy and we're men, and by golly, we're going to get out there. Um, I wrote it down, by the way, my notes, totally just shop talk, but talking about outdoor grilling in the winter, because yeah. how windy I've noticed our, I mean, moved closer to you now in the la, in July here, yeah. and it's really windy in that section. It's just like whipped through the backyard there. I was not expecting that. It's a weird wind up there on top of the hill. It's, uh, I was I was just farther down on the hill, I thought. I didn't think it was anything being different, but. It's uh, one of the downsides of living up on the cool part of town. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to be there. Uh, well, we're glad to have you, that's for sure. Um, speaking of wind, we're going to talk smokers today. I don't know what that has to do with wind, but I've tied it all well, together. Airflow. Yeah, airflow. Yeah, there good you go. Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of different smokers. Uh, do you want an electric? Do you get gas? Do you go pellet? Do you go stick? Do you go charcoal? Do you go offset? Uh, what do you want to do? What can you do? What are the differences? We'll tell you about that when we return on The Barbecue Show. 
Stick around for more of the Barbecue Show right after this. The Barbecue Show with Staunton Jake. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. All right, welcome back. Barbecue Show continues with uh, Stunton Jake. If you didn't listen to the big voice guide, do not forget to check us out, please, on uh, the Facebook or the Instagram. Do they still call it the Insta? Yeah, they do. All right, cool. Well, we're there. Yeah, we are. We're, us and the kids. And we keep talking adding video pages, but uh, it's a lot of work to do yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, anyway, so we've got that. But uh, we appreciate you joining us, uh, Stunt and Jake. Today we're going to talk smokers, which is, let's be honest, more up, uh, up Stunt's Alley than mine. You do way more smoking than I do. Right. Uh, and I kind of go I kind of go old school hard way when it comes to smoking. I use little smoker boxes or uh, build smoke tubes out of tinfoil and things like that. But it still does the job. It does do the job. I've been known to throw some uh, some wood on with the charcoal mm-hmm. just to add a little, a little smoke in that way as well. Uh, but there's a lot of different styles and a lot of different options when it comes to smoking. And how do you know which one is best? Uh, so I don't. Where do we even begin when we start talking about smokers? I guess the different types. Yeah, I mean, you could start with different types, and then we can break it down from there because you start with your type of grill, and then the different woods that burn inside those grills, right? For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely uh, that's definitely one. I think uh, most people nowadays, especially, they think smoke. They think pellet smokers. You know, your trigger, yes. your pit boss, your whatever, uh, because those seem to be the most popular. And I think those have renovated and uh, helped the the pastime evolve. I think they've they I mean they've caught fire. I would say late 2015 16 is when pellet grills really took off including the Traeger which led the way. Mm-hmm. And so with that it made it easier for average Joes who just wanted to get started in smoking to do right. it. Now, I got my smoker in 2017 my pellet smoker, but before that I had an electric and I also had one of those wood-fired, charcoal-fired bullets. Sure. So when I got the pellet smoker, I'm like, well, let's see what this thing does. And so mine, I have a Green Mountain Grill. Heats up to about 500. Different pellet grills heat up to different temperatures. And each of them have a little bit different techniques. And how they, I mean, they have the same basics. Mm-hmm. You got a pellet hopper. It feeds by auger into the firebox. Firebox smokes, heats up the whole unit. And it's usually a deflector somewhere in there. Uh, for the Green Mountain Grill, more specifically, it has a heat deflector. Then it has the drip plate on top of it. Some people have the drip plate act as the, de- uh, the heat deflector as well. Okay. Depending on what kind of grill you get, what kind of pellet smoker you have. But in this case, pellet smokers, uh, that, they got the fire right in the middle. And then the stack, of course, wherever it's at to have airflow. A lot of the new Traegers now actually got rid of the stacks. And they have a ventilation system out the backside okay. for the smoke. So it rolls through the barrel and just drops out the back. Sure. And so, you think there's an advantage to that rolling out the back as opposed to pulling it, drawing it across? Um, I feel it's, you might, if it's actually rolling the way I picture it rolling through there like it's supposed to, I bet you it works great. But yeah. sometimes you probably have to have the right elements. You have to have the right wind. You can't have anything come up the back. Right. I like the stack. Probably more so I'm just, I like the smokestack. I think it looks yeah. cool. Yeah. I think it looks like a smoker when you have a smokestack on it, right? Well, and the way you put the little red bricks around it, I think, is a nice touch. It really <laughs> well, looks you know, like a chimney. It's a little extra work. <laughs> the pros of a pellet smoker, again, obviously, are the ease of it. So everybody can jump on of it. But the cons. And this is where I feel like a lot of people, well, I guess the first con, something you've said before, oh, it's an easy-bake oven. Right, right. Yeah, well, it kind of <laughs> is. And it but- is. And you could, that's one of the best things, again, about pros, you could do so many things in there because you have a set temp that you know what it's at for a pellet smoker that you just have to let it go. And you could put your cookies in there. You could put chicken in there. 
beef, pork, whatever, and you're going to have a product that's going to turn out relatively the same as it would have been in an oven, but with a wood smoke. Too. Well, and I think, the, you know, it, it goes without saying, I would think, but the advantage, obviously, to the pellet is that auger system and thermostat. So you're main, you can maintain the temperature yes. uh, much easier than you can if you're trying to add charcoal or you're trying to add wood and you're trying to control an airflow uh, to control a temperature. When you can set it and forget it and go around pull peel on the bit, it's it's it is much easier, and that doesn't make Absolutely. it wrong. It just it just makes it you know easier so people can get into it. Now the level of smoke you get from a pellet smoker is gonna be my other con really quick on it okay. because you don't get as much nearly as much smoke as you would from obviously a stick burner or even I feel like a wood uh, electric wood chip burner okay or smoker I feel like gets more smoke flavor throughout the food right but um, pellet smoker is great starter for anybody who wants to try it out. And it also is going to always be dependable to get what you need from your product. Right. Well, you mentioned it um, already a couple times. What about an electric smoker? Because uh, an electric smoker and the gas smokers are pretty similar. And when we talk about it, that's usually like a cabinet style. And explain, yeah. that, explain that for our our novices. So the electric smokers that I have, are you almost picture them as a mini fridge cabinet. cabinet. Right. That's exactly what it is. It's insulated. It holds heat in. This is what it does. And so in this case, uh, for the electric smokers I have, which are Char- Charbroil brand, uh, they're you're going to have your heat bo- your your wood box on the bottom, mm-hmm. coils underneath that that are going to heat that up and make those smoke and hopefully never start in full fire, but they're going to smoke and then fill the cabinet with smoke. Right. Usually they have a water pan in there to add moisture to the fire as well or to those to the smoke box. And it just heats it up from the bottom and just smokes through the whole thing and out the top. And That's, the water, water, of course, is to not only uh, control the humidity in there, but um, humid smoke will stick and penetrate much better than a dry smoke will. Yes. It'll, a great answer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the water box will... Uh, electric smoke in general, I feel like, is a more... If this makes any sense to anybody, is a wetter heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just something about it compared to an actual fire. It's 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 wetter. It's moisture. And that bla- uh, the water thing in there is exactly going to do that. It's going to give you better smoke. And it's going to have that water vapor that the vapor in there in general so right. it's just going to stick better to things so. you're also you're also similar to uh the pellets you're you're talking about a much more easily controlled temperature yep it's easier to maintain a temp and and you know monitor that unless that can go wrong as well obviously there is issues with pellet smokers that have the augers go out the right. heat rod goes out the thermometer goes out here you have your electric coils and they just heat up the bottom it's an indirect heat obviously it goes through the top of the smoker Works great, and that's now into that you're going to use more of a wood chip. Usually, right? it's a wood chip. Um, I I mean they're a little bit bigger than a pellet, but yeah. they're also flat usually because they're just straight up chips from whatever. It looks wood. like mulch, kind of. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, great answer. It looks like a lot like mulch, and they're easy to store, and you can reuse them. Usually, you don't have to replace them. You can go for a pretty long smoke without having to tear them out and refill it. So I do feel like since it's 2023, I have to say, don't use mulch. Yeah, just don't, in case. Don't, don't do that. Just because they look the same doesn't yeah, mean you shouldn't do it. Mul- I know the mulch is cheaper. Don't do it, all right? It's not it's not good. Um, and the difference between the pellet, or the, I'm sorry, the electric cabinet and, say, uh, a gas or LP cabinet other is really, there's two factors, right? Um, your LP tank, now you don't need electricity. It's portable. Right. It's you more can, portable. You can Absolutely. Take your, you can take your gas smoker, cabinet style smoker anywhere. You can take it tailgating or camping Just or whatever. Just your propane and let it go. Um, one of the things we were joking about this a little bit earlier is that uh, some people claim that anytime you're using you're using fire as opposed to electricity, that you get, uh, there's more combustion. 
which means there's more flavor. Uh, and in some cases, you know, with the old school gas grills where you're just putting meat above a gas flame, people said, well, you can kind of taste the gassy flame, which is true. I mean, there's yeah. no question about that. But when you're talking about a smoker, you're adding that combustion kind of all adds in there, uh, which can really, I think, enhance that flavor you, even you th- more. And see, I don't, I've never used a propane smoker like that, but it's, it's, you're absolutely right in the fact that you have things that are actually on fire. Yeah. It's different than compared to the electric smoker, which is just sitting there kind of smoldering. Yeah. Um, but again, you also didn't have that propane flavor that could be in there as well. Exactly. And you're still using water. Yep. It's, still a water pan in there. Basically, the difference between the, uh, the, the gas smoker or propane smoker and the electric is the heat source. Yes. One is electric with an electric coil. One is a gas cylinder. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what you're talking about. So it depends on how you want to look at it. Electric smoker is going to be easy to use at home, but you can't take it anywhere right. where the other one is, but then you're always having to go through a tank of LP. Right. So in Jake's case, he's got five, ta- five <laughs> tanks and how many full? <laughs> Usually I have one that's about three quarters <laughs> at any given point in time. That seems to do me just fine. So that's kind of the difference between those two, and that's really it. Um, I guess the other thing I would always think about, too, with the propane or propane smoker is I feel like there's just a little bit more elements that you have to worry about for controlling the fire. Sure. Compared to electric, where it's almost a set it and forget it because you're going to have it run just steady. Right. Who knows if there's an anomaly in your propane tank or something that you have to worry about. You uh, might run out of propane in the middle of a cook. Hopefully you never run out of electricity in the middle of your cook. One thing I'm a big fan of is uh, anything that, especially if you're talking uh, gas um, cooker of any kind. Yeah. A lot of them, you know, we've all seen uh, that that gas grill and it's got that big thermometer on the top. Uh, if you pop the lid and look, those things are screwed on with a wing nut. <laughs> Unscrew that thing, go out and buy a decent thermometer that's designed yeah. for that type of thermometering. And so, cause those things are okay. And a lot of times uh, for, in my case, I'm using them to just maintain a temperature. Right. I don't use them for my exact temperature. Well, for hundred percent, because also that temperature is at the top of the hood. Right. So what's it at where you're grilling at, at the actual rack itself? You, you, who knows? Right. Yeah. So, so it, it is, it is worth it to spend a couple extra bucks and upgrade that, uh, that thermometer. One thing I've noticed on the green mountain, cause it has a, um, with thermometer, thermometer mm-hmm. on the top. If I'm not planning where I put my meat, I will stab my meat with that when I put the lid back down too, which is a design flaw. I mean, they didn't think that part through. No, they, no, they, they, they just thought everybody does only ribs, I guess. Yeah, right. That's how that well, goes. I mean, I guess that is also because I added a rack to the middle of the shelf that that wasn't. That's not. It's custom made. Weird. You added a rack. <laughs> that seems so odd for it you. Makes more smoke, more meat. I mean, oh, that's brilliant. All right, so I mean, there's a couple ideas. Let's talk now. Um, you, the next thing you get into is your your offsets or uh, well let's talk offset for you know what no let's not talk offset because that's so <laughs> such a departure let's talk uh charcoal or like some people call them barrel uh, smokers or mm-hmm. bullet smokers but it's basically the same principle right the same design absolutely but you've got charcoal on the bottom which you can add wood to and or but for the most part we're sticking with charcoal as your heat source right heats the wood da, 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 da. yeah 100 percent. so i feel like the barrel smoker is not far derived from what I was talking about earlier, the charcoal water bullet I have. You got your heat in the bottom. You got the charcoal in there. You got a different flavor of wood you can put on top. And you got a, usually, again, a water pan somewhere in there. I don't think the barrel smokers have a water pan. Well, not the competition ones made out of 55-gallon right, drums. Right, but otherwise... I've heard of guys putting a, 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 an accessory rack in there where they can add water if they want to, right. depending on what they're doing and how they're doing it. And again, the reason you're doing that is to add moisture to your cook to help that smoke stick to your meat better and... 
not to dry your meat as well. Right. That, that does help with that. So, so let me ask you this now, because what everything we're talking about so far, we're talking about an external heat source and then a wood chip, a wood pellet, a wood whatever. Um, is that wood in its own container? Or are you putting that on the fire? How are uh, how are you getting that wood to combust and create smoke? In with in the in the sparrow smoker? In, yeah, let's start there with the charcoal smoker. Are you putting that directly on the charcoal? I put it directly on the charcoal. You yes. soak it first for, though, right? for the barrel smoker. They say there is two different methods. You can soak it or mm-hmm. just put it on there. But if you put it on there, you're just burning right through the wood. Right. You obviously, you want a little bit of that smolder. They want that smoke to come through. So a lot of people do sm- soak their wood before right. they start it off. So with the chips, and put when, it I, in, I, when I use them on my Weber or the few times I've used like those smoker boxes on my get, I always soak them first. Yeah. So that they kind of they kind of linger a little bit. And see, what I for most of the time what I use my electric smoker for, I will not soak the chips. Okay. But if I'm doing a longer smoke, like a pork butt on the electric smoker, I will. So right. it depends on what I'm cooking as well. Okay. And the, and those will just, because of the heat in there, they will combust a little bit right. and smolder. And, yeah. And that's exactly. kind of what you're, you know, you're not looking for a campfire. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, that's the, you know, they always say the key to a good campfire is it's got to be a nice, good, hot burning fire. Otherwise it smokes on everybody. Right. You know, exactly. think about when your campfire won't light or when it's just dying down and the wood just smokes and smokes and smokes because you don't have enough heat, which usually means you don't have enough air. So there's that, again, airflow connection right if you will how we started this conversation right you yeah. see it all comes around <laughs> me boy it all comes around yeah the barrel smokers outside of the water bowl i don't know a whole good deal about myself sure. uh but i mean i've seen people who have great success with them i know mm-hmm. uh, there's a oklahoma joe brand that you can buy that has wheels on and everything uh i mean it's it's not cheating obviously but it's there's right. people i love the guy see the guys in competition who legit just have barrel smokers that they've created yeah they build and them. usually in those they hang the ribs and they everything's just usually hanging more like you make sausage links in those and all kinds of different things yeah and that's more of what i would call a traditional old school smoke because mm-hmm. you're the heat is right you know you're using gravity or yes. anti you know you're yeah. rising your smoke right up through it so um i mean that kind of covers what i would call the the basics let's talk a little bit about offsets though first okay like, um, cause there, you can smoke all, by the way, on like a Kamado Joe green egg type thing. You can smoke on your Weber kettle. Um, that's just an experiment you kind of got to dive into and have fun, but let's talk a little bit about offsets before we go. Yeah. So offsets are maybe when you do things, I mean, you just talk about how that's more old school for the barrel offsets probably made the most traditional way of smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your, your actual grill, your barrel part that's usually laid horizontally out. And then on the secondary unit, that's got the fire in it. That's where your fire is burning. That pulls the heat through with the smat, uh, The stack will be on the opposite side of that firebox, pulling the heat, the smoke through the unit, and then cooking your meat as it goes. And right. that's like usually the best way to get most smoke flavor. It's one of the best ways to just cook long. I mean, these guys in Texas, that's what they use. And they use right. gigantic ones. What do we have somebody offer us, by the way, this week? A 250-gallon smoker? Right. Ginormous. Huge. And it's nothing compared to what some of these guys smoke on in, in Texas. I think one guy has, I think Meat Church guy has like one that's like 750 gallons. Like, yeah. Think holy about that. cow. Think about that. And that is, uh, as we've determined, I've been bouncing around. That's definitely the next addition to my patio. And the offset? Yeah, the offset. Because the off, what I like about the offset is it can multitask. You can use it as a charcoal. Uh, if you want, you can do normal charcoal grilling on it. Yeah. You put charcoal or wood uh, in that smoker box. You can put charcoal. You can put wood. You can put chips. You can, you can, it, you've just got a lot more options for versatility. So, uh, and since my kettle is on its last leg. <laughs> um, Literally. Yeah. 
this I feel will be a nice replacement where I can kind of cover all those bases. Right. So, um, listen, there's lots of information out there. And, I'm not even uh, started on the offset, really. I mean, there's uh, yeah. so much to go on. Yeah, but. you can do all kinds of different things with that, and that's uh, and that's. I think the offsets are a little more specialized, kind of like the barrels are. I think I'll quickly um, give you the con if you're thinking about an offset, okay. and even you in your case, the one I have in my house is one that we found on the side of the road. It is a cheaper <laughs> one, no matter what the price would be, right. uh, and that's why offsets are actually kind of tough to get into because for a good one. You got to spend some money. You can't right. just jump into an offset and have it be anything worth quality because it's a lot about air flow. Any leaks are going to ruin your cook. Mm-hmm. You got to have good temperature control in there. They're obviously harder to control the temp on a big unit like that. So there's a lot of different pieces that go into that. So uh, if you're ever interested in talking more about that, I'll, I'll bend your ear all day long. Right. And that's uh, and there are, I will say just one, quickly before we have to run here up against the clock, but uh, there are kits you can get to help seal your doors and mm-hmm. your vents and things like that for offsets that you can buy at, you know, uh, grilling places and Amazon and things like along those lines that will help seal those airflows up so Absolutely. that you can, uh, so you can get into it. So, but there's a lot of different levels, you know, with all these grills you can get in. I mean, I've seen electric smokers for as little as 50 bucks they sit on top of a picnic table yep uh you know and if you want to spend seven or eight grand you can do that too but uh, find the find the level that works for you <laughs> and then work your way into it and just remember uh, however you choose to smoke experiment and have some fun now go fire that thing up